Hello again. We are Chris Lee, Blake Lovell, Max Barr, Southeastern 14. March is here. Not here as we're doing it. It's leap year day. But it's going to be here when you watch these games. We're previewing everything this week, and we've already previewed Florida, South Carolina in a separate video. Have done the same with Alabama and Tennessee. Now we're going to preview and predict Arkansas's road trip to Kentucky, LSU's to Nashville to face Fandy, Mississippi State going to Auburn, Texas A&M traveling to Athens, Georgia, and Ole Miss playing Missouri. We will do them in that order. Before we get started, a reminder, we are brought to you by Bet Online, which continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with live in-game betting, contests, and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile devices. Head to BetOnline today. Become part of the team. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE. That is B-L-E-A-V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, the game starts here. Well, the games start 12.30 Central, 1.30 Eastern, Lexington, Kentucky, on CBS, Arkansas and Kentucky. And boy, before the season, I think we would have circled this as a top five game in the league. Uh, it is not that. Ken Palm has got Arkansas a 15-point underdog. What what kind of alternate universe are we living in, Max Barr? I mean, we've been invaded by aliens or something that Arkansas is a 15-point dog to anybody. What is going on here? It's been a wild ride. It has been a wild ride, but somehow we've we've got here, and you, I can't argue with it either. I, I I agree with the number. Torvik agrees with it also. We're going to be getting a spread here in double digits, and it seems crazy. It, if we if you told me that, even even just in the not in the non conference, I'd say you're crazy. But here we are. Um, when I'm looking at this matchup, I'm not going to dive too deep into the numbers right now. I'm going to look at that last game they played. I know it was a game day at BWA. There was a lot of hype around that game where it made for a tricky atmosphere for Kentucky. And, and Kentucky came out flat in that game. Arkansas, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I believe it was like a double-digit lead out the gate. They they, they jumped out early. And they rebounded the heck out of the ball. They out-rebounded Kentucky in that game. Um, and I know that was a game that uh, Rob Dillingham did not play in. And we've we've seen the spark Rob Dillingham provides off the bench. I mean, you don't we don't have to go into that. People know that that's you know that's a big loss. No, no Dillingham. Um, that was a game that Reeves, Wagner, and Shepard all played 35 minutes plus. Um, and so I don't think we're going to get that this time around. I think it's going to be a much different story. Um, Kentucky's not going to be playing against a game day crowd. And so they do have Rob Dillingham finally healthy. This this Kentucky team is, has not been healthy. I know there's no Trey Mitchell, but they have, they've kind of, I feel like a Duthiero maybe even playing even better than Trey Mitchell. Um, so with this, I'm just seeing the storylines – that people are going to pull from with this last game being really close. I think Kentucky only scored like two baskets in the first 10 minutes of that game. I, I just think this is going to be much different this time around. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you could Arkansas just lost at home to Vanderbilt and I don't even know what you say about that. I guess the only thing you could say about Arkansas is they played better on the road over the past couple of weeks. But if you have any idea what you're getting from this team on a, 
game by game basis, then please let us know because I don't know. And meanwhile, Kentucky returns home with as much momentum as Kentucky's probably had since early January. Um, you know, they've won four or five now, a couple of big wins at Auburn, home against Alabama, huge road win, Mississippi State. I guess you could always say maybe Kentucky comes out a little flat here, potentially. I know Max said maybe it's going to be the opposite, but I don't know, coming off of a, a buzzer beater win, but I just that was that's going to be five days. I just don't see it. I think Kentucky comes out uh, understanding that uh, this is a big game. Every game's a big game the rest of the way for them because they are still technically playing for an SEC title. So, um, yeah, I think our picks will be pretty predictable in this game. As bad as it's been for Arkansas this year, the Razorbacks have not been below 500 this season. Arkansas sits here at 14 and 15. I'm serious. Excuse me, 14 and five. I'm already given Arkansas a loss against Kentucky. <laughs> oh no! There you go. Now you know my pick, Max. You're next. <laughs> that, that was, was unintentional, good. but that, that was, was good. Um. Yeah, I, I don't think uh, – I think a huge piece of why that last game was was so close was was because Arkansas was able to get out to that lead. I mean, Kentucky shot 32% from inside the arc. I don't have the – I don't know what their worst is on the season, but I would, I would say that's got to be up there for one of their worst shooting performances of the year from, from up close inside. Um, I'm going Kentucky here. I just – I can't see all of that stuff that had to come together to get this a close game last time. I just I can't get there on this one. Yeah, I mean, keep in mind too. Big Z only played three minutes in that Arkansas game. That was coming off of uh, you know the stretch where he was just you know Big Z special. That the guy had him player of the week. The guy played player of the week, and then somebody drafted him in the fantasy draft, but. <laughs> It didn't work out. Maybe that was the downfall right there. But, yeah, I mean, he's playing more minutes now. We've talked about that, 20 and 21 in back-to-back games. So career highs now in minutes for this guy. And so Kentucky, the depth is there. You mentioned no Dillingham the last time. We don't know if Trey Mitchell's playing as we record this. But, I mean, he was a factor in the last game, of course, with the double-double. But it's just you're talking about two teams that are heading in opposite directions. We would have said something different about Arkansas had they beaten Vanderbilt probably because they'd be on a three-game winning streak right now. But to lose that home game, I mean, I feel like that's the kind of loss now where would it surprise anyone if Arkansas comes out and gets beat by 25-plus here? Um, Just of how deflating that loss was to lose a home game like that to a team that is second from the bottom in the SEC. So that would really worry me if I'm an Arkansas fan and Kentucky's playing really well. So give me the Cats. As a footnote, Arkansas has to face LSU and then go to Alabama after this. So if, if Arkansas cannot pull off a winning record, that will be the first time since 2009-2010 under John Pelfrey. Did go 500 even under Mike Anderson in 2015-16. Something else anyway. quickly. Hold on. Remember, last time we brought this up, and it wound up being true, it, we can say everything we want to say, but – the last seven times these two teams have played, I mean, the, six of the seven have been decided by nine points or fewer here. And so, you know, these games have been close at times, but guess what? We haven't seen a year like this for Arkansas either. So, yeah, uh, I know it was six points in Bud Walton, but 
I'd be surprised if it's six points here. So, Well, we, we were to the point where we could squint a little bit and see a better path for Arkansas, closer to what we thought before the season. Not there, but closer. And, and, then, and then came the Vandy game. Anyway, moving along now. Man. Speaking of Andy, the Commodores host LSU, 2.30 Central. You can catch that on the SEC Network. The Jordan Wright Revenge Tour in Nashville. Gentlemen, let's see. What's Ken Palm got this game? Kind of close. I've got it at uh, four. Okay, four? That's it? Yeah, they've got a 74-70 in favor of LSU. Okay. That can't Max be that Sala. surprising, can it? Well, no. Yeah. Can't, I don't I think don't that's know. surprising at all. I don't think I, so. I wouldn't be surprised if this goes down to like two or three. Like, eh. Not like LSU's been a world beater. I, of course, I've hyped them up, but there's 15 and 13. The best, the best 15 and 13 team in the country. I believe we've established that. Actually, that was 14 and 12. I'll, I'll let you know here in a second if they're the best 15 and <laughs> okay. 13 team in the country. Yeah, keep please keep us updated on that. Anyway, I'll Ken Palm's got it. Got Vandy up uh, so LSU by four. Vandy's got a thirty-three percent chance to win. And and you can't really discount that too much given that Vanderbilt has now beaten Texas AM and Arkansas within the last two and a half weeks. So there is that. Uh that the Jordan Wright angle will be interesting. He played four years at Vanderbilt. LSU has won an inordinate amount of close games lately. Uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting. The, the Vin Allen-Lubin-Will Baker matchup inside is another interesting thing. So, uh, Max, what else you got here? Yeah, Torvik has this at five, Ken Palm at four, but it's somewhere around two to three possessions. Could get down to two, like two to one. Just It's going to be a slight favorite for LSU. Just expect that. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that matchup also because uh, in the first matchup, Lubin only had three rebounds. I would, I, I would say that he's going to get more than three rebounds this time around. Um, and also, Will Baker only had eight, eight and two. So both of them did not do very well last time. Both are playing much better uh, now than they were then. The biggest thing I'm looking at, LSU shot three of 16 from three and got out-rebounded in that first matchup. Still still ended up winning by eight at, at home, so they did have the crowd behind them, but, man, did they play poor. They shot poor. They did not play physically. Um, they After that game, they went to Auburn and got beat up, so I think it was a little bit of a letdown off that Saturday Texas A&M opening SEC play, huge win, and then you got Auburn on the weekend, and you got that Tuesday Vandy game sandwiched in between. It was just not a good setup for LSU the first time around. Um, I think we're going to catch a short spread here, and I I kind of like the LSU spot in here. I think, I think there's some value on them. Uh, they've got three games left. All three are against our bottom few teams in the power ranking. So I think LSU is going to come out here with a little bit of motivation and, and, and kind of try to capture a four-game win streak here at entering the SEC tournament. I think they have a little bit more to play for, but both teams are playing for seeding and trying to get out of that get out of that opening round uh, game in the tournament. So we'll see. It'll be intense. Max, I got one more thing. What's do we have a status update on Jalen Cook? It's a hammy. 
and you know how okay. how touch and go hammies can be um yeah every day it's the same report on twitter from like the same few lsu beats it's just hammy day-to-day kind of thing i there's really not much information out there on it but i do know it's a it's a nagging hamstring i said everything i needed to say picks <laughs> give give me vanity this is the time of the year where Vanderbilt, I know, beat, beats beats some teams that it's not supposed to beat. It's done it a couple times already. It would be the most Jerry Stackhouse thing ever. Jordan Wright's got a lot of pressure on him coming to the place where he played for four years. It just feels like a spot. Well, he's got a lot of pressure going on. Not like there's going to be a lot of Vanderbilt fans there heckling him. So let's <laughs> Yeah, but ourselves. the ones who will be there, they, so, they will. <laughs> Sorry, but all right, go ahead, Max. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna swing the other way here, and I'm gonna go LSU. Um, I think that after watching McMahon's post game after the Georgia game, they won, but he wasn't very satisfied. Disappointed with the turnovers. Disappointed with the the effort and hustle plays. Um, so I don't think this is kind of a all oh, Vandy's catching LSU after a one point win, and they're gonna be sleepwalking. If you watch that McMahon interview, he was not too not too uh, proud of the effort his team gave. So I think they'll come out here, and uh, I think they'll catch a road win. But man, with Chris making that pick now, I like how bold that was. And I'm maybe I'll get bold in the next few picks. I usually like being the bold one, but I'll go with LSU yeah. here. Uh, Fifteen and thirteen teams nationally: Virginia Tech, Washington, Texas A and M, Florida Ooh. State, Georgia. Boston College, LSU, the best 15 and 13 team in America. Tension rising in this one, the Jordan Wright return. You know, I was going to pick Vanderbilt until Chris picked him. Now they're going to pick LSU. So, give me the Tigers in this one. So, I was really setting up to pick Vanderbilt. but Here's here's what we need. We need to settle this um, best 15 and 13 team in the country debate that, that's a pretty it's a surprisingly competitive field of 15 and 13 and what we need to do we need to have like you know how we do the, the the first four in Dayton we need to have a tournament with the the eight and 20 teams well I think we've established that's Vanderbilt oh Michigan you're, you're setting up all the below average tournaments here hey, I would buddy, we create interest where we can that's our I would job watch oh, man what was it Vandy, Vandy Michigan who were the other two Louisville and somebody else. Coastal Louisville and Louisville. I say Louisville, and everyone gets no, mad it was at another, me. It was another Whatever. brand. I don't know. I don't know either. On Do you guys say Louisville? Louisville? Louisville. Somebody's going to clip this. Louisville. Louisville. I can't even say that's, that. That's the longest Louisville. pronunciation of Louisville Louisville. Ever. Louisville. I rip, I rip a hard Louis. And then just you got to roll the L's. Just attach a <laughs> Ville on the end. Louisville. It will let you. You really. <laughs> All right. The what's L the next rolling off the tongue there. The Give me a little shoe in this game. <laughs> All right. Jordan Wright going for 40. Just kidding. I don't I don't know about that, but I'm interested <laughs> in the post-game handshake line. Yeah. Now, that will be interesting. All right. You know what's more interesting? Mississippi State going to Auburn. It was a great is game. It? 
Although maybe not. Auburn's Auburn's in a spot. We know about Auburn and Neville Arena. Oh, ESPN yeah. two game. Uh three central. Max Barr, what you got here? Mm. This is a tough spot for the Bulldogs here. Um, probably the most well, I was just gonna say easy to spot spot. <laughs> That doesn't sound weird, but yeah, just they, they're coming off with a huge emotional um, letdown spot against uh, Kentucky, and, and now they're on the road, pissed off, but they're going to Neville, which has been, and I've said this multiple times, and so has Jimmy Dykes and Jay Billis and all these guys, one of the hardest places to play in the country this year. Um, so you have both teams on a bounce back. Um, and so when you're looking at spots that doesn't really, I'm not leaning a definitive way with that. So I'm looking at the matchups here and oh my goodness, this is going to be a good, this is going to be a really good game. Um, Auburn takes away the three point line. I mean, they do a great job at taking away both. They're just a great defensive team, but Mississippi state offensively is going to pound it inside. And unless, unless Hubbard goes off, that's how they're going to get a lot of their points. And uh, we've seen Auburn give up points from the free throw line uh, and the three-point line. They've done a pretty good job at defending the rim. So that's going to be – I feel like when you're looking at a Mississippi State offense and how they're going to attack this defense, we're going to need another Hubbard game. Because unless it's going to be – it's going to be Tolu Smith and Jimmy Bell having to make contested shot and contested shot over Jani Broom, which is going to be a very tall task. So – I think this is kind of a guard game. Yeah, it's, it's going to be decided by the guards in a game where the bigs are are just full of stars. It's going to be the guards that decide this one. That's how I'm seeing it. Well, last time around, Auburn did not fare well. Um, the 58 points in Starkville was uh, not exactly the greatest performance, and their big man really carried things. Um, and you know, once again, shot it poorly. Not much of a surprise there, just kind of given the matchup going into it. Hubbard did have a pretty good game last time. Um, And, yeah, I mean, Mississippi State won the battle inside, both in rebounding and they shot 56% from two. It had turned over a little bit, but not probably a huge surprise there either. So, yeah, I mean, it is kind of a a bounce-back spot for both, but I think this is a bigger bounce-back spot for Auburn. Um, Mm. And they also have something to play for here. They're still technically in the SEC title race, so there's something to that. Like we said, guys, I mean, think about this. Like they're, I mean, they're sixth in in the seating right now. They drop this game. All of a sudden, Mississippi State's at nine and seven. Auburn's at ten mm-hmm. to six, and then you get really dangerous territory for Auburn after that. Um, you know, although keep in mind what we've talked about with Auburn. The thing is, the schedule they have left. They go to Missouri. They host Georgia, so they should win the last two comfortably, I would think. But you don't want to put yourself in that situation. You don't want to let one game turn into two, and I think that's what they've done a good job of this season. So interesting matchup, though, because this was a rock fight special the last time around. I could see a very similar scenario here. All right, picks. For a while, we thought Auburn was invincible in Neville Arena. Turned out Auburn was not invincible in Neville Arena because Kentucky got Auburn. But they're pretty darn close. 
they're coming off a, a game in which they had a bitterly disappointing loss to Tennessee. Then I could go two ways. You could be hung over from that and not show up. I wouldn't bet against it, though. We see how Bruce Pearl's teams play in that building. Give me the Tigers. Yeah, this is we're entering dangerous territory here because I think I know how Blake's going to pick. Um, the thing is here with Mississippi State is, and, and like you said, Blake, Josh Hubbard had a great game last time. He's had 32 and 34 in his past two games, and they lost one of them. I mean, that's if you tell if you're telling me Josh Hubbard scores 30 plus, I'm going to expect Mississippi State wins the game, and that hasn't been the case. I think you're going to need another performance like that uh, because if you look at the shot distribution from the the, the first game, I mean, what, Tolu shoots it seven times, gets to the line once. I mean, that's not going to you know that's not going to cut it. So that just the the way the Auburn defense kind of takes away the rim with with broom down low it's going to put a ton of offensive pressure on on josh hubbard and i'll go auburn here uh in the bounce back the teams mississippi state has struggled against especially on the road are teams that can play offense and Mm. the theme if you take out south carolina january 6th which south carolina is better defensive team probably than offensive team we would all agree on that take that out because that was almost two months ago. The teams Mississippi State has lost to have been who? Alabama, twice. Kentucky, twice. Florida, Ole Miss on the road, a team that we've seen the offensive burst from Ole Miss. They shoot it well, all those things. Those are the teams they've lost to. I think sometimes we forget that Auburn's pretty good offense offensively. We can pick apart the shooting yeah. numbers at times and all this, but they're still a really, really good offensive team. And they're also a really good defensive team. And I think there's probably more of a hangover effect of Mississippi State losing a game with the buzzer that they felt like they had in their in the bag. It would have been a huge sort of defining win for them. But they came up short. Meanwhile, Auburn lost the game at Tennessee where they were a seven-point underdog. And I just think Auburn coming back to the friendly confines. Give me the Tigers in this one. Okay. Texas A&M has lost its last five games. Georgia's lost eight of nine. But I got some good news. One of these teams are going to get a win because they play each other in Athens at 6 Eastern Saturday on the SEC Network. Um, Georgia just cannot win a close game. A&M lately has not won close games. It has not won blowouts. I don't even know what to say about either of these teams. I it, it says a little something that I almost feel a little better about Georgia than I do A&M. <laughs> Maybe that's how disappointing A&M has been. I ramble. Max, it's yours. You want to ramble a little bit longer? Not really. For this game. There's no reason to, to go too in-depth here. I'm, I'm not going to go in-depth here. I mean, this is two teams that are, are reeling here in the second half of the SEC season. They just have both of them have dropped a bunch of close games. Some of them have been blowouts. They just haven't haven't had the seasons they wanted to. Um, but like uh, like you'll hear the coaches say, still got an SEC tournament to play for. Still got a lot of basketball left to try to try to make a push here. And if I'm looking at both these teams, who do I think can can make a push? 
Well, it's it's dead even for me, really. Uh, Texas A&M is going to rebound the heck out of the ball and and get extra possession out of extra possession. But Georgia's probably going to shoot like 15% better from outside than than A&M. So it's kind of a wash for me. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing I'm not seeing too much. I do like the matchup that Wade Taylor and Tyrese Radford have on um, some of the younger guards of of Georgia. I think they might be able to get downhill a little bit, but still. Georgia plays decent defense. I don't know. Blake, what do you got? <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. Texas A&M's won eight of the last nine in the series. Uh, and okay. probably not too surprising, though, all things considered, because Georgia, again, uh-huh. just sort of bottomed out as a program uh, here recently. So, <sighs> I don't – I mean, this game is one <laughs> where you've got, a, you got a battle between – Chris is talking about how he's more bought in on Georgia – I don't even know about that. I mean, Georgia has now lost. I know we've been trying to hang on with Georgia here, but this is also a team that is now 5-10 and 10 in the SEC and has lost, what, 8 of 9, and their only wins at Vanderbilt. So I don't know that I'm completely more sold on Georgia just because Texas A&M has a five-game losing streak. Um, so I, I'm not sure about that. But, yeah, let's just make our picks. Let's just – come on. Let's just make our picks. Okay. I'm I'm looking at the conference only Ken Palm preview page for this game. And you know you got that like I like my steak medium rare, reddish oh pink. Boy. And then you got that my eyes hurt from looking at this page, shade of red. And my goodness, my eyes hurt from looking at AM's page. Effective field goal percentage last in the SEC in league games. Three point percentage last. Two point percentage last. Percentage of shots blocked last. How does AM get points? They throw the ball off the backboard three or four times and hope somebody gets a tip in. You know what Georgia does well? It's pretty good at defending the, the defensive glass. 29.3% in the league. That's fourth. You got to hang your hat on something. Give me the Bulldogs. They do a good job, the Bulldogs do, of defensive rebounding but they do a terrible job at offensive rebounding, uh, which A&M will have them covered there also. Um, yeah, I think you can go any which way here. The uh, the thing that I'm kind of drawing on, this, the, the, on the Ken Palm page that I'm, I'm liking is when I'm looking at the point distribution uh, in the conference, Texas A&M gets the second most points from free throws. Well, mm-hmm. Georgia – <laughs> 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 allows the least amount of points from free throws. Only 17.5% of their points that uh, Georgia has led up in SEC play have come from the free throw line. That does not bode well for AM. I cannot believe I am doing this, but give me Georgia. No, oh, goodness gracious. Uh, we put him in a spot. Wow. Well, <laughs> what's he going to do, Chris? AM still has something to play for here. Uh, Chris has jinxed Georgia multiple times. He just. He's trying his best to pull this Georgia team out of the the vortex here. Uh, but, again, they are still a team that's lost eight of nine. I just want to repeat that. Um, I didn't hear that. Yet, when they play at home, they've always got a shot, except for that Auburn game, which did not turn out well. But Auburn is a much better offensive and defensive team than Texas A&M is. Give me the Bulldogs in Athens. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, we just uh, maybe maybe just kept AM back on the the NCA bubble. So you're welcome, Aggies. 
I just want one more text from Chris. Everybody needs a blue cane. Everybody needs a blue cane. These teams didn't play the first time around, by the way. Listen, the last All time right. I picked Texas A&M to win a game, they lost at home to Arkansas. So, therefore, <laughs> I cannot do it anymore. I'm sorry. And they also, the game, the game I picked them previously to that, they were at Vanderbilt. I think I picked them to win that game. I don't remember. But you, you better have. They lost that one, too. So, I just, again, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I just, I cannot trust this team right now. I'm not saying I trust Georgia completely, but mathematical equation. I picked one at Vanderbilt. Texas A&M did not. There you go. Gross. Speaking of vortexes, boy. It's time. We got two teams here that are a vortex. We got Ole Miss is just spiraled right off the bubble. Game of the week. Into the vortex (laughs) called the NIT, and then there's Missouri. Um. Don't don't want to offend my good friend Blake, Blake Lovell, whose client may or may not be Dennis Gates. Uh, gentlemen. This will Missouri's be my masterpiece. Be. All right. Well, do, do we do we save your masterpiece for the last, or do we just yes, let you, you guys get talk all you want about this game, and I will be ready with my pick. If we talk all we want about this game, then I'm I'm ready just to make my pick. Well, we got to. <laughs> I don't know how much I want to talk about it, to be honest. You got you got to give it a little more than that. <laughs> well, um, if you're looking for things here, obviously Ole Miss got a lot to play for. We we've seen signs of life from Missouri. This team keeps fighting. It got even got double figures out of Connor Vanover against Florida in Gainesville. Good grief. Um, Jeez, Missouri, Missouri hung in there. Be kind to that young man. Last week, getting nothing from from Noah Carter. We, we've talked about the the Sean East Tamar Bates punch, and, and if East had been a little healthier, who knows? We wouldn't maybe be talking about a winless Missouri team, but yet we are. So, as for Ole Miss, um, I mean, what what do you say? Seems still got some talent, still got some pieces. I mean, I, I could actually make an argument that if you just take the records off and the situations away, that you got some talented guards in this game who can score some points. So we, we have that going for us, Max Barr. Yeah, you know who I'm picking in this one, but I'll give it a little bit of a I'll give it a little bit of a breakdown. They, I mean, they, these teams just played and it was, it was a real close game. Um I think, and it was and it was back and forth. Uh, Missouri was up by ten in the second half. Then Ole Miss was up by ten. It kind of was seesawing back and forth. Um, but when you when you look at that last game, uh, you got a great game out of Sean East. Twenty five points makes twelve of twelve from the free throw line. You, if you've watched any Gates presser this year, any pregame or postgame, he's definitely brought up the free throws. So. They, they had a good free throw night uh, there. They made more than Ole Miss. Um, but what I'm seeing with Ole Miss is Ole Miss turned the ball over a lot. Uh, Mizzou only turned it over eight times. Ole Miss turned it over 13 times. Um, so you kind of have, you know, a back and forth. But also you got 10 threes combined between uh, Juju Murray and Matt Morrell. Ten combined. So th- that that's going to be hard to replicate. I'm not really drawing on anything much out of that last game. I think this is going to come down to the three-point shooting of Ole Miss on the road. It's kind of been a it's it's been a talking point all year for us. 
they'll shoot it well. They'll shoot a high percentage, but it'll be like four of 10, you know, something like that. Like, so I'm kind of interested to see how the Ole Miss uh, shooting does on the, on the road, because if they do not shoot well here, this is a Missouri team with Sean East when Sean East has played that has been knocking on that door. I don't know how many times. So Ole Miss is going to have to make their threes. This is going to be a scrap here, Blake. Picks. You're not going to have any breakdown? You're just going to pick? I will add it to my picks, young man. Gentlemen, we're in March. Young grasshopper. <laughs> it's been a while since you called me that. March, March is the home of, of St. Patrick's Day. Oh, Barry's making some noise here. He oh, knows. Barry he never gets us? involved on these videos, but he knows that the he masterpiece pi- picks is upon his spots. us. Oh, gosh. E- every now and then, you just wander through a field and you find that four-leaf clover. Oh, don't do this to oh, me. Oh, my gosh. Don't do this. Is it luck? Sure it is. Don't but you do know this. Who's been, you know who's been unlucky? Missouri. March is the month of luck. Missouri is due. I'm going to do this to you, Blake Lovell. I'm going to pick Missouri just to put you in a spot. And also because Missouri's due. Now mm. we'll turn our attention and our pick to Blurry Max. Blurry Max. Yep. Okay, I'll tell you what's not blurry here. It's what I'm about. It's my plan I'm about to enact. Ole Miss has been my team. They have been my guys. Like they've been my guys. They've lost six out of their last seven. I've picked them to win six out of their last seven. Are you two I, oh, really whoa, doing whoa. this? I have not made my pick yet. I have not made my pick yet. I'm picking Missouri. You two are enjoying the idea <laughs> that if I also pick Missouri, that then guarantees a winless season for the Tigers because of the Southeastern 14 kiss of death. You could have made this so much easier for me. However, if you look at this, Ole Miss does not have a bad loss all season long. If you really look at the the, the numbers here, they have nine losses on the season. The loss at LSU, probably their worst loss, but we're talking about the best 15 and 13 team in America that they lost to on the road in that one. Every other team they lost to, is headed to the NCAA tournament, probably as a top seven seed. They've beaten everybody else on their schedule, including Missouri. So that is one thing to look at. But the other thing to look at here is the team that is 19-9, and 6-9 and nine in the SEC play, is favored by only two points, according to the cult of computers. Two points per Mr. Ken Pomeroy, is what Ole Miss would be favored in this game on the road against the winless Missouri Tigers. Sometimes in life, we must embrace the power of positivity. And so, the Southeastern 14 kiss of death, one of the most negative life forces there is in the universe. We must combat it by being positive. And this is my masterpiece. Give me the Missouri Tigers. Oh, no. Snap the streak. <laughs> and get their first victory of the season in the uh, conference. 
But if they don't, if they don't, the reason why has nothing to do with me and everything to do with you two deciding that you were going to steal my thunder and pick Missouri when there's no one out there who's going to pick Missouri except for yours truly. You're the ones who brought the Southeastern 14 kiss of death into this. And let me just tell you, if Missouri loses this game, Chris better get out the voodoo doll. Everything else that he's always working with over there when it comes to trying to sabotage our picks. And you better use it with all your force (laughs) next week when the Tigers host the Tigers and go to play the Tigers. The Auburn Tigers, the LSU Tigers. It's an all-Tigers battle next week for the Missouri Tigers. If people are still listening at this point, I feel like they need to drop something in the comments. Like Give if me you Missouri. got this far, if you got this far, then you need to let us know. Somehow. Is, is it the kiss of death that nobody heard it? People are watching. People are watching. They're always watching. They're always watching. That was good, Blake. Listen, this game is going to be game of the night for me now. I'm watching this thing like it's this is this, this is my this is my Tennessee Auburn right here. Ole Miss Mizzou. I had picked Vanderbilt, Georgia, and Missouri all to win this weekend. What is yeah, that? Yeah, boy, something. I don't know what you're doing over there, but <laughs> uh, if if you get all those right, then you better go play the lottery because <laughs> if those three teams all win on Saturday, yeah. I, I, here's here we go right here. The bet online official. Southeastern 14 parlay of the weekend. Vanderbilt, Georgia, oh, no. Missouri. The parlay, Max Bar. We like we our gonna subscribers. Find, Don't do that. We're, we're going all in on the official parlay of Southeastern 14. Vanderbilt, Georgia, Missouri. Oh, what do you think my. that's going to be? It's going to be wild. You're going to win a lot of money if you if you hit on that parlay. I'm putting five dollars on it now. I'm absolutely doing it. I, I will put. I will put ten. <laughs> I will put 10 on it, and I'm not even joking. So anyone in the comments, if you're going to go with us, let us know on Twitter, whatever. Do it. Let's ride. Do it all in. Vanderbilt, Georgia, Missouri. Three-way parlay. All three winners. Money line? Straight up. Money line. Money line. Yes. Keep the points. No money, money line. Keep all three. Points. Forget it. This is rent. My YOLO. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Give me the Tigers, Commodores, and Bulldogs. What did we just do? If he loses on YouTube, that's all I got to say. Missouri loses. Ole Miss is back in it. No, they're not. Well, it's a quad one win in my mind. That's a that's a. This game's going to send them down in the net rankings, no matter <laughs> if they win by a hundred or lose by a hundred. So. Oh God! Uh, all right. Well, we'll we'll recap it probably Saturday night. Best yep. way to get it: hit the subscribe button, hit hit the like button if you still like us. You may not. After that, that's okay too. It's a free country. <laughs> what was that? I clicked the button. It's on my mess right now. All right, we're all a mess. I think it's time to end this. Thanks for watching. We're Southeastern fourteen presented by Battle Online.